All right. What's up, everybody? Just uh, jumping back in on a previous question um, of how uh, parents of, of future parents of white children can um, raise them to operate within a kind of a, a broken world, as they said. Um, and just jumping in on what we were talking about before, um, is being intentional to me. Like, I don't think we have to hide around it. Um, you know, I, I agree with the other uh, fellows that was just like, you know, teach them kindness and respect for everybody. But um, I think being intentional about, hey, you know, there's some things that happen in the world um, that may happen to, you know, if you have friends of color and here's a way to stand up for it and, and to prevent that from happening um, or have a voice, you know? Cause I think, I think that's a conversation we have to have you know, when kids are five to 10 to when they're grown adults, because that's what we need to happen uh, more is that, you know, people just start um, correcting behavior. If, you know, someone in their group is saying something that's inappropriate or racist, shut it down and uh, be intentional about, you know, kind of what you want to see um, and, and what you think your kids can learn. Hey Kevin, Go ahead, and thanks for saying that, man, about standing up. That's that's something that I was thinking the same thing. You have to stand up. If you see something that's not right, you know, um, I mean, it's just for, it goes for anything. That's somebody that's um, made disability, whatever it may be, man. My parents always right. told me just to stand up. And, you know, so you see something that's somebody getting picked on or being treated unfairly, just speak up, man. Stand up um, and, mm -hmm. and, and speak up for them. You know, um, if mm -hmm. they don't have a voice, be their voice. So. Just want to say one thing to um to the question. Um, and we can wrap this up after. Uh, I just wanted to give light to a side conversation that, that the guys just had about um, the question as it was phrased was um, uh, raising children in a broken world. And I think that's part of the problem. I think when we hold on to this perspective that the world we have is broken, I think that kind of sets us back some. I think, you know, one of us kind of mentioned that this is our world, this is the world we have. Um, if we see it as broken, we might feel as we might feel the deficiencies. We might not see the possibility of being able to do a thing and make it better and make it work and functional. So, part of part of the work we need to do is realizing that what we have is what we have, and we kind of have to play the hand we're dealt and figure out how best to play this hand, right? So, if we look at it as broken, we're not going to be able to. I don't know that we'll be able to do too much with it. If we look at it as a possibility or, or a place for opportunity, I think that kind of changes the framework and gives gives the idea to to make it make something happen with it. Yeah, agreed. All right, so the next question we have, um, it's a kind of a two-parter, so you can pick how you want to respond. Um, how are black police officers and sheriffs viewed within their communities? Is it a welcome change, which signals a less intense of fear, or simply that they don't support their community? Mm -hmm. uh, I'll go on that. Uh, I mean, we all, I don't know viewers, but, you know, we all know, uh, I don't even know if I should put his name out there. Anyway, um, got some good friends. Uh, I, I know a female cop in Brooklyn. Good cop. And then um, I know a, a, a New Jersey state trooper. Um, um, very, very well. Um, I don't even know where to start. That's a deep question. I, I, I think sometimes in the community, speaking for myself, you know, all five of us come from different communities. We all might have different perspectives on this. Um, Sometimes when people uh, get a badge, um, they they go to a power trip that, that takes them to a different place. So I don't, I don't think there's a blanket answer for all black cops in the community. Um, obviously not speaking to my two friends, but I think sometimes you can view that as, you know, and some people do that. Once they turn blue, they blue. And like everything else they lost, they forgot about. Um, not saying that's my people at all, but um I think when you have instances, you'll see videos sometimes on, on social media, um, or you just see it in real life. Like we had cops, 
I'm, I'm a product of the Police Athletic League of East Orange, New Jersey. Um, played there, had two black cops. That was my coaches. We traveled all around. Um, it was great. It was great to have cops in the in the city doing things hand on. Um, there was other cops that ran athletic leagues, uh, summer basketball programs in Orange. Um, you know, everybody wanted to play for Magic. I didn't play for him, but um, there's another cop named Magic that everybody loved. So like, I think when cops, and I was just saying this on a card ride today, actually, when any cop, not just black cops, when cops get hired, I feel like part of their training should be to get immersed into the city. You know, they don't have to coach a team, but if it's like a, a city car wash, if it's a um, come by my class and like, let's talk about the law. Like, let's talk about rules, right? Like, I don't think a lot of times I think growing up um, in the inner city or in a black community, um, unfortunately, we see cops sometimes as negative immediately, like because something bad has happened to a family member. Um, you've been in the backseat of the car. Somebody got pulled over at a traffic stop. And you know that tension. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just a kind of a learned behavior from an early age. It's like, oh, that's that's negative. The earlier we can go to both kind of break that feeling, but also and that feeling is warranted, so you don't really want to break it. I don't watch the way I say that, but um, to educate on both sides. These people are here to help. Those people who have that job to help and protect really need to be about helping and protecting. And to do that, you need to know the people that you're serving, right? Cops should be servants. Um, know who, who, the, who the community is. Get involved. Like, you know, have events and just get into the community. So that way you look at that person as a person, like a real person. Like you're responding to a call. Oh, people live here. I'm not going in here to, to dominate or to take over using a word from the president. Like you actually in here to figure out what's going on and de-escalate. So um, that's my thing. I know I probably talked too long on that, but but somebody. Else uh, that's what um uh, Camden they when they redid their police force. That's was something that they they did. Um, was that they kind of forced like as you as you learn or like as you begin like you have to like immerse yourself in the community. And I think he he. I think I was listening to a podcast or something where basically they were like, they did away with the cop cars and they said, you're going to be on this corner for the next, you know, four hours or so, like meet the people that live there, like, and it really immersed them in the community. And, you know, it, it hasn't, you know, made, I mean, it's, it's made an impact and it's definitely changed that community for the better. It's not where it, I don't think they're where they want it to be yet, but it's definitely, I, I don't know that Camden's the Myrtle capital of the world anymore um, to that extent. So, um, I think Chris, you want to say something? Um, not necessarily. I I can't speak on that topic because I, I don't actually know any African American or Black um, police officers. I will say that I, I have relatives that um, um have stated that you know they've had friends that became cops and then once they did, they kind of cut them off. Um, so um, that's not my own personal experience. Um, but you know I, I have heard that from from relatives that I'm very close with. Um, um but that's all I that's all I can really add to this conversation on this, on this topic at least. I mean, I, I think personally, in terms of black cops and how they're viewed, I, I think from my perspective, it's tough because I understand that you put on a uniform and you're assuming that brand. So whatever that brand does, right or wrong, like that's you, you represent that, and that like that can be tough. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, yeah. that can be that can be tough. tough. In today's climate, like you, you may not agree, you may have handled the situation differently, but at the end of the day, you show up on a scene, you represent every transgression that's ever occurred for every cop. And that's not necessarily fair to that person. But then on the flip side, when you're talking about people of color, oftentimes that's what police- It happens both ways. 
right? with, both ways. with people. Right. They see every black person as the same. They see every black person sometimes as a threat or as a target or as a number, a statistic that they need to fill their quota. And so like that becomes a thing where it's like, you know, I, I feel a certain level of sympathy, but then at the same time, it's, you know, also, also think like when you take your uniform off, how are you perceived by your other officers? You know, if you get pulled over driving in your grand marquee, you know, with tinted windows and you don't have a badge or you don't have anything that identifies you as a police officer, you know, are you going to get that? Are you going to get the courtesy of like, oh, I'm one of your brothers? Or are you going to get the courtesy of like, oh, you're just a brother? I mean, I will say that I've, I've seen plenty, plenty and heard plenty of stories of African-Americans and officers, sheriffs um, driving through a small town, wherever they get pulled over to like, well, I'm an officer and they get treated just like any other black person, which, you know, when I say like any black person, I haven't had the most uh, positive experiences um, mm -hmm. with officers. Uh, I will say that I've, I, I've had two neighbors that were police officers and they were nothing but nice and we had great relationships, but um, being on the flip side of being behind the wheel, I uh, haven't had any uh, many positive experiences. And uh, there's been plenty of stories of officers that have, you know, been plain clothes trying to de-escalate situations um, that get shot by their own brothers in arms or their, you know, their own, um, you know, their other officers because they see a black man with a gun. They don't see that he's, you know, he has a badge or he's trying to de-escalate something and help out. They see a black man with a gun, he's a threat. So I will say that that's, Something you mean? You, you Google it. There's tons of stories like that. So um, um, I'll, I'll stop this. To stop with that statement. But anyway. So I'm sorry, man. Yeah, yeah, I want to chime in for a yep, quick second. Um, like from, I guess from my personal experiences, I I can't really speak on like positive experiences with police in any way, shape, or fashion. From when I was younger to you know as an adult, um, you know I had a gun pulled on me at a regular traffic stop, uh, unarmed, hands above the air because a, a cop flashed a light in and saw a steak knife under my seat that I had no idea was there. The mm -hmm. cop asked me if I had any weapons in the car. I told him no. He's, I have my hands up while the other cop is, you know, searching my car with a flashlight, sees a knife on the floor, nowhere near my hands, nowhere near me at all, and decides to pull a gun on me. I literally complied to everything he did, everything he asked me to the best of my ability. Um, but that still occurred. Um, I was robbed when I was 15 years old um, at gunpoint. I mean, granted, that wasn't by a cop, but you know, I had to meet with cops and they took me down to the precinct. Uh, we looked at mugshots and they looked at me as if they didn't even believe me. Like I'm disheveled, my clothes are torn. Um, I was just hooping with my friends, walked home from school. Somebody robbed me from my sneaks. Like it wasn't, like, I mean, granted, the sneaks was only 50 bucks, but like me, that interaction with the cops, like it wasn't positive. And mm. it was a black cop involved as well. Like they don't, like for me in, in, in the city, like I've, cops, like for me, cops are blue. Like I, it, it didn't matter what race the cop is. Like you, you wearing a badge, like you're the badge. Like I don't, you're a person when you take your uniform off. But like when you have that badge on, it's, it's like, you're, like you're a different person, kind of sort of. That's my experience. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't really have many positive experiences with police. Granted, I don't, I try my, my best to be respectable as possible. So, you know, to get those, to have those experiences with, you know, law enforcement, you know, like I, yeah, I don't have the, the most positive outlook on law enforcement. And I know some personally, so that, that's the part that even sucks even more. Cause like, I do know some personally, but I think the difference is like, I know them 
as people outside of the uniform versus, yeah. you know, anybody, any cop on a beat that may, you know, come across my path, possibly may be judged just because of the color of my skin or the neighborhood I'm in or whatever the case may be. So, they really also, yeah. since, since you, you actually know um, officers, like, personally, I, I don't I don't have that um, personal experience with black officers. Like, what, what how, how are they viewed, you know, in your opinion, by, like, you know, your community and people that, you know, like, how, how do you know them, you know? Well, so, yeah, I don't know them, if, and, like, and, like, I don't, like, we don't live in the same community or anything like okay. that. Like, I, I know them through people, like, but I know them on a personal level. Like, I know these people on a personal level. Gotcha. So, like, to me, like, I mean, at that time, he's not a cop, like, that's as a friend you know yeah. so it's like it's a it's a totally different aspect at that time Makes like sense. i don't interact with him while he's at work with his badge on so I, I have no clue i have no idea it could be a different interaction i, I mean i'm i'm thinking it's not i'm hoping it's not but i don't know yeah i, I can't speak to that i think i i'll jump in on that and i, I think it's it's tough i think um and i speak from my one friend's perspective um in in new york it's um you kind of you carry a burden of um, of both. I'll see her. Um, obviously, we don't talk all the time, but um, um, and she's also a female officer, I guess. But um, you know, I'll see her post. Um, obviously, because you got she grew up with all minority people, all black people. So like, when something's inflamed, as it's been the last month or two, um, if it's flat out clearly wrong, as in this situation was, um, you know, it's it's. You you on the same page like this got to stop. We need you know change. This can't happen. People have to be um, looked at as a human being and treated better. You know unarmed people should not die. So like that is universal. I think among good officers, black people, most maybe I would say I don't know most officers. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, but when there's situations where it's more, um, uh, it's not so black and white as to what's right and wrong. Right? Like you know officers and she'll say this I don't know you know I'm not gonna say her name but you know if I got to choose between me going home and seeing my kids at the end of the day or you going home and seeing your kids at the end of the day and like I got to make a decision uh and in a split second if you now there's a weapon or something present I've, I've gotten here I've, I've done my process I've, I've evaluated the situation and there's an actual threat to me then yeah like cops have to use force right we don't want to hear that, but like we want to make sure that they go through a process so that's just not like, oh, this person's unarmed. It should de-escalate once you see that. It can't just jump to uh, force. And I think hopefully most black officers or, or officers of color can begin to spread that message throughout precincts. Like that's got to be the hope, right? Like, there's got to be more of the good apples infecting the other apples, right? Like I think it happens more in reverse where the bad apples now that that's all of all cops. And that's a tough spot. So I'll say, you know, to, to officers that we may know or, or African-American officers or what have you, um, I think they're in a tough situation. I will say this. Every time I get pulled over, you know, I haven't had a gun drawn, but I've had escalated situations, I guess. Um, I drive fast, you know, so, you know, I've never been pulled over for not going above the speed limit. Um, there was one time, Rio, where I got pulled over, but that's a different story. Um, <laughs> But, um, but you know, I go through a process, man. Like, I, I, I take the keys out of the car. I put my keys on the seat. I, I, I do everything I can. I roll down every window. I don't care if it's winter. Mm-hmm. My hands is already up. Yeah. My, my uh, license, insurance card, all that stuff is just ready to be handed over so I don't have to reach anywhere. I want to completely uh, de-escalate the situation so that way the cop 
come up and see there's no threat to their person. Like that's, I do, you know, and I, from talking to friends, I do know that that's a fear, you know, and I think that's kind of maybe un, unnormally or unnaturally fed to them during police academy training. It's like, yo, when you walk into a car for a stop, things can happen. And like, we see that as like when, like, but occasionally it does happen. Occasionally there's weapons. Occasionally things, you know, somebody has a warrant that they don't want to go to jail. They want to get arrested. They want to fight back. So that's a fear they have. But like that fear is like up here when it should be like, yo, like, all right, something might happen. But most of the time you're going to stop somebody who has an attitude for they got stopped or they're scared because they got stopped. Do what you got to do. Take their stuff, go to the car, run the stuff and give them a ticket like, and leave. Like that needs to be just more smooth. Um, I will say this though. I've been pulled over by black officers and white officers. I've been let go more times from white officers. I've never been let go from a black officer without a ticket. I've never gotten, I got let go one time because I told an officer I was driving to my graduation in Philadelphia. I said mm. I sneezed and ran through a stop sign and she laughed and said, you made me laugh, go to your graduation. <laughs> and she was a black officer. Um, that's the yeah, only time so. I've ever had a positive experience. But other than that, I mean, and, and I, I do want to say that I, do, I don't believe that all officers are bad. I believe that there's, mm -hmm. you know, probably a small few that unfortunately, uh, you know, um, 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 are painting um, that profession in a bad light. Um, mm -hmm. I do think that, you know, majority hopefully are, are there to protect and serve. Unfortunately, you, see, I mean, you see stories all the time of officers that are you know, hopscotch with little kids or throwing the football with little kids. So I, I do That's think what we need more of, of, man. It's a lot of good, um, but unfortunately the bad, um, uh, it, it, it kind of, it, it dominates the cycle oh, of news. So all you see is the bad stuff, um, unfortunately. So um, I don't think that they're all bad, obviously, um, whatsoever. But um, unfortunately, like, you know, the, the bad ones do dominate the news cycle. And that's why we're having this conversation right now. So anyway. Go ahead, Juan. So there are a few, sorry, and I'll, I'll try to keep this as, as concise as possible. So there are a few things I wanted to touch on. Um, so the first two things kind of go together. So it sounds like what we're talking about and I feel like this is this 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 challenging piece. Like we're not talking about police. We're not talking about cops. We're talking about power, right? And I think that's the thing. So if I'm if I get pulled over, I don't care. I don't I don't. I'm not looking at your color. That's what I'm looking at is myself being disadvantaged. I'm looking at myself at, in a place where this police officer that's coming towards me has more power than I do. If they think like Mary, your situation, you had a snake knife in your back seat. You, you couldn't, you can't like realistically access this, this steak knife while doing what you're doing, but they felt that it was a concern of theirs. So what we're looking at is someone that has the power to determine and to, to, to gear then guide this situation in a certain way. So, and unfortunately, I mean, obviously, police officers have this power. They have this power over the, the common citizen, over black people, white people, Hispanics, Asians, like that's, it's just a power differential. It's not, I, and I don't want it to be that, see, and I, I guess I struggle because similar to other people in the conversation, I think people around the world, I think I know good and I know bad of everything. I know good and bad officers. I know good and good and bad teachers. I know good and bad people, right? So I, I don't, I, I, so we're, we're talking about I guess this dynamic that really is, unfortunately, it casts a shadow on this profession that is the initial intention was to protect and serve, right? So I, I guess I, it's tough hearing these conversations because 
a police officer has this, they have firearms. They are put in a place where they are risking their lives. So it is important that they are in a position to defend themselves if something is to go sideways. But if this power can be used to protect themselves, they may do that. But the other thing that we're talking about is an individual. Like we're not talking about, like we said, not all cops, not all anything are bad. We have mm -hmm. some people, you know, minorities, majorities. We have men, women, we have LGBTQ. We have people of every, Muslims, Christians. We have people of every different background to say there is, we've seen positives and we've seen negatives. That doesn't, and what are we using as our reference, right? So I saw, you know, three videos of Hispanics acting up. So now I think Hispanics are problems. Okay, I've seen, you know, and Chris, this goes to your point, which is the last thing, we're talking about the news, right? So we're not gonna see officers playing hopscotch. We're not gonna see officers hooping in the community with, with kids because that's not news. No one cares about that. They care about that when there's this influx of terrible, terrible news. So it's like, oh, we need to, we need to remind people that there are some good cops. So see this cop, you know, help this woman across the street. This cop saved this baby. Oh, this cop was a great, was a great person. Um, but that's not news. No one cares about that. No one wants to, because that's what the Hallmark Channel's for, right? People don't want to hear about these, these warming stories until there's a need. So I kind of have a lot of different feelings about this whole cop thing because it's not a profession that sucks. It's, I think it's people that, that misuse a position that they can hold over someone else. And I think maybe Chris or someone said this it might have been in this conversation or a different conversation where, you know, people use this power. Maybe they were bullied when they were younger. Maybe they felt, you know, like they didn't have, you know, any kind of strength when they were children or, or younger or any other point in their life. And now that they have this badge and they had this blue one, I'm like, oh, I can, I can kind of puff up my chest and I can do a thing. So cops aren't bad. People are bad, right? Just like black people aren't, aren't bad. People are bad, right? Like, like bad Go ahead, Kev. I'll jump in. It's tough, right? So I don't. So this this goes into a deeper conversation. It's not yeah. necessarily on, on on the question topic. Sure. I do want to say before, I guess we leave that, right? I think there are some. This is a scary word, I guess, for some people, or an unknown word. There are systemic pieces Absolutely. within uh, policing that Correct. give a, a additional power or yep. backing toward negativity yep. right yep. um you know a lot of current police practices um i won't say a lot but there are, there the are grounds were practices. founded in and yep. being slave patrols right okay. um th that that's like factual like one of the first police forces were like a slave patrol to, to stop runaway slaves um and to like beat them and break their spirit so that they didn't run away anymore okay um that was in the south and in the north some of the first uses of, of, of and you can Google these uh, folks, um, some of the first uses of, of police forces or, or private or, or community uh, security forces were to prevent uprisings at uh, corporations or, or people where, who owned businesses where, you know, back then a lot of people were treated unfairly because we were coming out of a position of, of former slavery. So like, you know, when people revolted to be like, yo, we deserve more, what you would call a protest, um, or a unionized, uh, organized labor, these folks were created to kind of prevent, like, break them down, disperse them, and get them back to work. So those are some of the modern, original kind of uses. Like, I think ideally we believe 
a police force should be one that protects, serves well, all the stuff that's written. It's protecting and serving somebody. Right. To your point, great. You know what I mean, so great. Something right. or something. Right. Right. Sure. So yeah. um, so I think there's some structures and parallels, I guess, into the way that they were originally established that I think permeate today's policing. Um, because sure. like, if you think about even, I don't even want to get that much into to Trump, but the way that he was talking, well, you got to go in there and dominate them. Like there was leaked audio from like that call he had to governors when the first round of uh protests after the George Floyd uh, murder happened, and it's like the language that's used, um, the visuals, the all that stuff's kind of ingrained, man. So like, for a good cop to overcome that, you're going against you know two three hundred years of established negative stuff and the current environment. And that feeling that you're saying of like, now I have power. I might have been picked on my whole life, but now I'm that dude. I'm, I'm that guy. I got the juice. You know what I mean? So um, I think there are a lot of things in place to overcome before you get to like good good community policing. Um, my, it's my, my opinion. Um, I mean, we can talk about this. For, for right, that, could, that could be like a three-hour conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but in terms of like, it's again like it's it's difficult because being i think any of us being a a person um that works for another company you know at, at some point we we understand that we represent that company we represent this identity and um i don't know that it's even really possible for a person of color as a police officer to adequately like like grasp, like being being in that position in your officer and you you feeling as though you have to lay your life on the line to protect, you know, your partner or, you know, other members. Like it I don't know if it's even possible to to actively say like I'm gonna be a part of this change. I'm gonna go against everybody and everything that's going on and risk alienating yourself and, and then being out there in the community and risking your life sometimes and feeling as though like now these people don't even have my back. They don't have my best interest. There was, That's what we're talking officer, about doing here. Yeah, sorry. There was an officer in New York, and I, I cut off one, but I want you to go back. But just for that very point, there's an officer in New York who, um, during one of the protests, one of the nights, he kneeled. Yes. Yeah. And he, he right. was, like, showing solidarity. And then he came back the next day and was like, I'm so sorry. I completely went against my guys. Like, we're a fraternity. Like, we should all be together. And it's like, in the span, wow. of, in the span of, like, 24 hours, it was like, yeah, I see this change. I want to be a part of it. Let's fight for it. And it's like, oh, I alienated my brothers, like back to the fraternal fraternal order. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, but we all ahead, occupy dude. different spaces at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I'm a man. I'm I'm a brother. I'm a son. I'm an educator. I'm a, you know. So there, I don't think there's any way we can isolate one part of ourselves anytime. Like right now, as we're all here in this conversation, we are all more than one thing right so yeah, right. And, and i hear you kevin i think you're absolutely right but it's tough and and i think that's what we that's what we're trying to figure out like i represent all of the things i represent and as this representative i need to i need to make things different in the places where i can however that is whatever that means but i know that i'm speaking as a black man right now i'm speaking as you know as as someone that's in america i'm speaking as someone that has you know the ability to have this conversation with people so so it's tough I don't know. Is this tough? Yeah, I mean, I, I think if we can 
reach out to somebody that's like that's actually in that position, like a, a cop or a police officer that's willing to talk to us. I think that we can get a better perspective of what it's really like for them. Um, you know, being black in the community and um, the emotions, and I think that's something that we can do and not, but you know, it's it's a tough conversation and. Um, I think that might be beneficial to kind of hear from hear a different perspective from somebody that's actually on the front lines. This is fine. It's possible. Um, I'm gonna just try, like just wrap this up real quick. Um, so we we've talked about a couple of different things, and we definitely have more things to discuss um, in greater detail and whatnot. Um, but really, you know, we've seen this as an opportunity for us to create the the dialogue to kind of start the conversation um, so that others can continue the conversation, you know, with their fellows five or their ladies six or, or what, what not. Um, the conversation that needs to be had, these what conversations- What mixing, by the way, too? Sure. So, so um, these conversations aren't just for, to, to be looked at and to be like, oh, that was cool. These are conversations that, that should be had by everyone, you know, with their, you know, in private, um, find your voice and find out the best way that you can start having these conversations amongst your peers as well.